You're listening to the Sportsman's Empire Podcast Network brought to you by Full Sneak Gear. Check out their entire lineup at fullsneakgear.com. Also be sure to check out our entire stable of podcasts at sportsmansempire.com. Interstate Batteries offers a wide variety of batteries for your everyday needs. Stop into one of their thousands of retail locations and talk with a battery specialist about batteries for your truck, trail cameras, and even those weird batteries for your rangefinder. Interstate Batteries even offers cell phone repair in certain locations. For more information, visit interstatebatteries.com. Interstate Batteries, outrageously dependable. New from Moultrie Mobile, the Feed Hub offers first-of-its-kind cellular connection and control for nearly any spin cast feeder on the market. When used with the Moultrie Mobile app, you can monitor feed and battery levels, run feeders on demand, receive alerts when feeders are clogged, and remotely adjust feeding times. The Feed Hub is ideal for anyone who maintains feeders. Remove the guesswork and save time by planning feeder maintenance before you drive to your hunting property. For more information, visit MoultrieMobile.com. The Houndsman XP podcast is fueled by Joy Dog Food. Joy Dog Food has a rich tradition of supporting the Houndsman of America. Founded in 1945, Joy is proud of its history and the relationship it has built with the American Houndsman. And in 76 years, there's never been a recall. Made with 100% American-made high-quality ingredients, Joy Dog Food has one of the highest calorie-dense formulas on the market. For 76 years, this made-in-America product has kept hunting dogs in the field day after day, season after season. And when we say made in America, Joy has a long track record of fighting for American freedoms by being on the front lines against the animal rights movement and their extremist tactics. Joy will fuel your hounds and fight for your freedoms, fueled by Joy. This is the Houndsman XP Podcast. Good dog, get that bear. Get that bear in there. The original podcast for the complete houndsman. The podcast that represents our lifestyle of extreme performance. Get up there! Yeah! 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 Good boy! Good boy, Ranger! Uniting houndsmen across the globe from east to west, north to south. You know, if you're going to catch a cat or a lion, you know, you have to have teamwork. We take you to the wildest places on earth. Yeah, so how many days how many days a week do you spend out there? As much as I can to be honest with you. Anytime that I get, I'm I'm out there. Join us for every heart pounding adventure on Houndsman XP. I'll tell you like I tell everyone else, I'm gonna hunt whether you're here or not, so you might as well be here. 
Briar Creek Kennels is your complete hound hunting outfitter. Boots, lights, collars, and tracking equipment. Dog boxes, kennel supplies, collars, clothes, squalors. Whew, they have it all. Briar Creek Kennel is a Garmin and dog tree dealer. Owner Chris Girth will ensure Briar Creek Kennel customers will get top of the industry customer service. Whether you purchase from their website or you find them at a major coonhound event, Chris and his staff will share expert knowledge and experience about every product they offer. Chris Girth is a top competitor and breeder of hounds. He knows what gear you need to be successful. Look for Briar Creek Kennels on the web for a complete online store or look at their fully stocked trailer at any major coonhound event. Briar Creek Kennels, offering a hound hunting public generations of excellence. All right, ladies and gentlemen, this is Josh Michaelis with The Truth on the Houndsman XP Podcast Network. And today, we are lucky enough to be joined by our first repeat guest. I mean, unless you count Finley, I guess, but you're you're our first repeat guest, Mr. Doherty. Uh, I'm, I'm, it's a privilege to be in the category of <laughs> Finley. Oh, yeah, that's right. You're both national <laughs> champions. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I remember when... Uh, X lost his first one, uh, and uh, we were we were bannering we'll back. <laughs> <laughs> we were bannering back and forth on Facebook, and uh, you said something negative about Trader, and I said, "Well, at least he didn't lose a national championship." Yeah, yeah, that is true. <laughs> I lost it too, man. I lost. It. Yeah, I remember that was uh, that was shot I, through I, the I, world, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah shot. Yeah. Most sick, most sickening cast I've ever been in in my life. Right. Well, let's just start off by talking about that cast, Jason. Tell me about it, start to finish. Well, I found myself there in the final three with uh, shot through the world and um, wild Bill. Yeah, uh, I think Beggs was hunting wild Bill, and um, Stallard Jeff was hunting shot through the world. We walked uh i never will forget there's a place i've never been i still ain't been back at salem and uh the guide i don't even know who was guiding me but he walked i always remember a guide that makes me walk before i cut loose because mm, i hate i do too i hate walking i hate that's that. why i got dogs supposed to hunt but man he led us down this little old road bed and we got down in there and boy you could tell it it was just prime hunting good place and uh i had a little uh Jerry, I, I've been hearing stories about Bill, how he was supposed to be rough, and I knew one I was packing wasn't no angel. Mm-hmm. Oh man, uh, that first tree out of the truck, I'm gonna lay back. I'm not gonna, you know, I'm gonna wait and see what happens if we get treed right here out of the truck. I've told myself that a million times, and uh, <laughs> just like this time here, I didn't listen to myself. Uh, X opened under the minute and treed under the minute, and I struck and treed him in all one breath. Before I realized it, man, they all blowed up down there, and I thought, well, here it is. This is going to be the end of our mm-hmm. uh, be the easiest uh, national champions uh, that uh, shot ever won. I thought, we're going to yeah. get the track, me and Bill <laughs> walked back the truck. But uh, we went down there, and uh, I think uh, Bill got 75. He didn't get no strike. I think he got 75 and uh, shot got 50 and a quarter or 50 yeah 50 and a quarter 
And when we got down there, the uh, shot was split about, I don't know, he wasn't shoot. You could throw a rock and hit him. Yeah. But uh, X had a cone, and Shot had a cone, and Bill and X wasn't fighting. So I thought, well, uh, thank God, you know. And uh, mm-hmm. laying off, we recut, and X done it again. Went right out through her, and wham, 100 and 100 again. This time, uh, Bill and Shot, I guess, you know, I know they've been, had dog men behind them. They yeah. had been taught, you know, after that first tree to get on because that's yeah. what they did. That's what they did. And uh, we go in there, and I've got another coon. So that gives me 400, and I think Shot's got 150. Mm-hmm. I'm sitting there, boy, I'm thinking, well, you know, I'm done one men national championship. I'm buying a truck, and I'm thinking about <laughs> two bowls for my dog kennels yeah. and all that. Well, uh, X goes up through there, and, Bill struck in, so now we're uh, we're going in for quarters. You know, it ain't like the strikes opened up or nothing. So, yeah. You know, I'm I've got this thing won and sold up. X goes up over the hill there and strikes the track. I'm wanting to hear something from these other ones because this is March and the leaves ain't on. Anything can happen. Right. But uh, finally, Jeff hears shot through through the world like you know that's his name. He got yeah. it on his stuff. He hears him through yonder. And could you him. could you hear shot whenever Jeff heard him? Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Because okay. I drew yeah, shot I'm, in the late round on Thursday night at the World Hunt one year, and uh, Jeff heard him uh, with a thirty-five mile an hour wind at our back, and he was over two miles away. That's the same year. I believe it. <laughs> I believe it's the same year. Yeah, I, I think it was. I won't mention no names because I don't know. He might not even. He might want to forget this cast too and I, I do too but he knocked <laughs> knocked a dog out that probably should have been there yeah uh but i mean i heard him so uh but he was known for that i mean the dog was so far through her and you know he was yeah he's, he's a hard going dog yeah if you've got an ear for your dog i can hear my dog better than you can that's I right you. that's right but everybody could hear it uh who was judge? mike hensley was judging mm-hmm. and mike had a call and uh he he struck him and uh, we piddled around there a minute, and mine made a tree. Again, mine got treed over there. And I think, boy, if I got a coon here, man, I mean, it's, you know, if I've got this one, yeah. you know, it is old. I'm going to make room for these plaques, and I'm going to be hanging <laughs> up. You know. oh, so we go over, and as we're going to mine, Jeff Tree's shot back the other way. And we go to mine, and uh, I've got a daggone squirrel nest. Uh, didn't have nothing. Yeah. Dog didn't have, uh, but that is what he had a squirrel nest, and I recut him, and we go to shot. Well, shot's got a cone, and uh, now where the time's running down. By the time we get the shot, when we get the shot's tree, there's 15 minutes left. Yeah, shot's got a cone. That shot's put shot at, that coon put shot at 275, and you're that still put, 400, right? I'm still at 400. Yeah, yeah, and then. As we're coming off shot street, I hear X load up behind us. But I've watched him on this garment, and I know my dog. Yeah. Uh, he's he's hunting like a damn cur dog. Uh, just, you know, he's not really doing what I want him to do. Yeah. And shot come off that tree, and I'm thinking 15 minutes left, man. Uh, if I've got it, I've got to have a coon. If i got a coon that's sold up, there ain't no way I can lose. Yep. He, when he unpo- he unsnapped shot and see him right down a fence rope 
fresh country. You know, now we're over in fresh country where there ain't yeah. been no dog shot yeah. take you. Dogs ain't been. And we get over there and, uh, man, as we're walking back across that field to X, I heard a shot come true. And I knew then, man, I have got, I ain't no, I've got to have a gun. Yep. And, uh, Jeff goes and handles shot. And me and Mike go in there to, me, Mike, and, uh, Beggs go in there to X. And he's got a den tree. Now, Beggs is, uh, Beggs is trying to get us to hear Bill. But, mm -hmm. I, uh, you know, I'll be honest with you, I wasn't very sportsman at the time. Uh, $20,000 on the line. I don't want you to hear Bill. Right. Uh, need to hear Bill. You, you need to go get him and go back to the truck. You know, yeah. I, I want to win this 20000 you know, so I'm taking a daggone limb and I'm beating him. They're beating this tree, squalling, beating, mm -hmm. squalling. or bags is over. You got me. You got me. You know, for putting Hensley under the pressure, you know, as a judge, you know, that's what makes a good judge is you've got to stand your ground when two handlers has got you one by one ear and one by the other. Amen. You know, I'm trying to and Beggs is trying to get him to hear. It it puts a lot of pressure to him, but uh, he held his pressure. And, you know, he didn't he didn't hear him, but uh, and he didn't see my cone either. But I had a damn <laughs> tree. And, uh, I was sick walking all the way through there because I knew what the shot had. We yeah. got in there and shot at him one, tied us up at four hundred, and he beat me on uh, promotion plus three points. Yeah, he did. That gave him three hundred plus three points to your two hundred. Yep. He just he just beat me. A uh, dog deserved it. Dog looked good. One of the nicer dogs I've had the opportunity to hunt with. He you know, he was down good. at uh old shot was down at Strickland's when I was down there for that uh Oh, they had a pro classic down there back in the summer. And uh I guess that dog anymore, which he's got some age on him and stuff now. Yeah, but he, yeah, he, yeah, he don't move around very good anymore. Can you can you believe that out of shot? I never oh, would have thought it, but I, I I'm sure the dog still trees a lot of coons. It, uh, you know, outlaws got to settle down. You know, yep. no shot outlaw man, and you know it's time for him to settle down. He's done. Yeah, he don't he don't know whoever owns. I don't even know who owns him. Whoever it is, he don't owe nobody nothing. That dog done. He 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 paid for his own feed throughout yep. his life. Yeah. But he made it rough on X that year, son, because any time <laughs> X would slow down and start to piss, I thought to myself, you got to be like shot. you yeah. got to be. And that's what I did all that year. If he slowed down, I reminded him, shot, wham. He fat button, shot, yeah. wham. But What's old, how, how's old X doing right now, Jason? Oh, man, he's just the same. I, like I told you, I think we've told this before. Whenever he treated that, this dog's so smart. I don't know if it's the dog. I believe it's more God than it is the dog. But mm -hmm. uh, when I pulled him off that tree where he treated that cone through there, I'm walking through there when I want it. Yeah. And I'm telling myself, man, if he's got this cone, he don't ever have to tree another cone. Uh, he can come home and lay on my couch, and you know we'll have just a big old time. I'm thinking it's going to be different than what it is, you know. Yeah. So I told him when he treated that coon, he don't ever have to tree another one. And I think he honestly took it to heart. <laughs> it ain't been since that day. Uh, I mean, he come home. I went through. I come home from that Nationals, and I bred a jip that night or that evening. Uh, Matt Tolliver brought a jip down shine. Yeah. Out of Trader's. Yeah. Out of the traders. 401k. Be a litter mate's sister to shop. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, brought, her, brought her down there, and I bred her that night. And 
I took X and put him in the front seat of the truck, and we're going to go pleasure hunting. That dog went out there, and he left a tree, and I'm telling you, it was a year. It was probably a year, year and a half before I could get that dog settled in on them trees. Yeah. I don't know what. I don't know what caused it. He just, it seemed like every time I bred a female, because I did it several times, and I'd yeah. take him hunting, breeding a female. Something to do with that female breeding him. I still ain't figured out why it is. But he would go out there and get tree, and he might sit in there and tree for 20 minutes. Yeah. When that Ford truck fired up, he would haul ass out of there. Yeah. I don't know, but uh, here recently he's been back, kind of back to his old self, kind of like shot. Don't really want to move around like he used to, but, you know, at eight-year-old, seven-year-old, seven eight-year-old, you, I guess you're going to slow down. Yeah. I've slowed down a bunch, but. I don't expect nothing out of him, you know. As far as hunts, we we was done when I walked in there at that that tree. I just that was my goal. My my goals has changed. I've kind of got to where I want hunt female. I like to find me a real good female. I think you I know, might have it. Me and me and you have talked before, and I've always hunted males, and you you preferred males here, but yes, I did. You look around, and we burned. You count me and Jed have talked about all the males we burned up. I burned Con up. I burned Duds up. Jed burned Shock, Ralph, uh, Dempsey. All them dogs. They're they're. You can get a year or two out of them. And then next yep. thing you know, I'm over here and I'm hunting Bella, or I'm hunting Rain, or I'm hunting Scent, and I'm still winning with these dogs at seven and eight yep. years old. Yeah. And there's something to be said about them females that they just don't have to deal. You have to deal with their heat cycle. Yeah. Well, well, let me. Let me ask you this here with them. This here might help me on my my mind, what mm-hmm. I've been working. Did y'all breed them females? They've all had pups. Every Are single they? one of them has had pups. Bella had a litter out of duds, a litter out of uh, overdrive. Uh, Rain has had a litter out of shock, and I believe another one. I can't remember the other one. Since been bred. Uh, they just, it just seems like, and I don't know if it's the trader stuff, or if it's all of them, you look at Ruby. Ruby won after being bred, too. A lot of females kind of yeah. have. But it's just, man, them males, and just like you said with shot or with uh, X, you know, they bleed a female and something gets haywire. They're only going to take so much aggression, and they're only going to take so much correction. And I think we just, they have a limit where these females don't have to deal with the same thing a male has to deal with. I know it is. It just, I mean, it plumbed took mine's mind off of coon hunting and mm-hmm. even you know and i didn't breed a whole i think x has got 160 pups on the ground yeah i didn't breed a whole bunch at once i mean this is over the time period but if the fedex man pulls in my yard out here x is on that door and he is locating and training and he's the happiest thing that <laughs> fedex pulls out of that driveway you've got to let him out and he'll go right out there to where that truck pulled up and he'll go around it and smell he's looking for the female yeah he, you know it just gets in their mind that, it that does. female. and what i've take what i've been doing here lately because uh i think my partner jeremy i think he really wants to try to go to a hunt here and there i don't want to wait you know them pro classics you know the four five six thousand dollar entry right. fees i'm going down there wasting his money to go to hunt that we can't win so yeah. i've been here in the yard i've been taking that collar put that collar on him when he goes out there to smell where him, that truck is being i let him know that's not a place to be yep yep 
I've been having pretty good results. I was doing that, but I don't know. I'm like, I'm done with them males, man. They're just too much. Yeah. Let me know if that works with X because I've never been able to bring a male back for more than a cast or two. It just, and I've tried, I tried with Con. I finally lost my temper with Con down at, at Texas. And I gave him to Brandon Demmett and Chance Lynch and told him here, you can have him. I said, if you win a world hunt with him, he's not even allowed on the cover of ProHound because I never want to see this dog's <laughs> face again. Ever. Dang, you killed him away. I gave him away. Oh, I raised that dog from a six-week-old puppy until six years old, and yeah. he was greater. Well, I'll tell you what he did, Jason, is I hunted him Sunday night with three strange dogs pleasure hunting. And uh, he's the only dog treat a coon all night. Uh, he treated three singles. He's by himself. He moved around good. And I waited till Tuesday at the Lone Star, and I thought, well, I'll hunt him at the Lone Star, and I'm hunting Rain at the Pro Cl- or at the in the in the Pro Classic on Saturday, you know. So I'll hunt Con through the week, and I turned him loose, and he went out there. He got struck. He located some dogs coming there and covered him, and he just quit again. And he would do that. He was tired. He's tired of fighting. He's tired of. Uh, messing yep. with them dogs being around him. He's just tired of it. And I'm tired of him being a gutless puke. <laughs> That's it. That's it. You know? Yeah. And X I knew I knew he was going to go to a good home, and I knew them boys would take good care of him, and they've told me a hundred times yep. I can have him back anytime I want him, but I don't want him. I don't want to see him. I don't, I, I don't want to yep. even know that he exists, to be honest. I know, I know exactly what you mean. It's just us as competent. I'm not even going to put myself in a competition hunters category anymore it's been so long since i've really been to one but us as that we, we've got that mindset in our mind that them dogs got to do a certain way right or they're not gonna make us happy whereas that old dog's probably getting treated better where he's at now than he was when he was with they you. they love him he's they're pleasure yeah. hunting him all the time he's just treating the fire out of coons you know and they they like him and yep. sometimes a dog and a handler needs a change. And I knew, a, I knew it was at that time. I'm tired of working on that dog. I don't want to beat on that dog. Right. You know, I don't want to do none of that stuff for that dog. I that's, need to move on. And, and, you know, that's the best way to do it. That's what I've done, except I'm moving on to females. Yeah, and I, I don't disagree with you. What do you think? I mean, you look, and a lot of that, because me and you hunt similar bred dogs. You know, all our stuff goes back to Skipper, and, you know, X is, is of course, Double X Junior, Double Jane, you know. And I've kind of hunted that same line of dogs for a long time, and they're just so smart, Jason. They are. They and, are. And I think that takes away from their longevity. Do you agree with that? I, 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 I agree that the, the smartness takes away from a lot of things. It takes away from their gear, the mm-hmm rain that you hunt in uh like with down here where i live i can be in a golf course or i can be in a broad thicket that mm-hmm. you us in every step of the way the the brains help them move around the golf course but when they come to that broad thicket over there their brains stop them from going in it right you know just like me you know i'm you know i'm smart enough to want to find me a a trail a deer trail or something i can get down in and yep. navigate there and these dogs are the same way i think it helps you and hurts you because a lot of times they're a little smarter than we are right uh, it takes you a little while to figure out why one's doing a certain thing it just I, I don't know it's a curse and a blessing all at one time 
You know, it is because, I mean, they're so good around the house. You know, and yes. X is just like my con that you never need a leash. You know, they're just, you know, I think con's up to like 12 verbal commands. I could I could probably make him a duck dog. I could probably teach him how to deal five-card stud if I took, took the time no to do it. Ain't no doubt about yeah. it. I honestly believe that. Whatever you want to put your time into with them, they can learn it. Right. That, and there, that just makes it such a fine line with you know how we how we treat them how how we hunt them and how we do all these little things with them because man it's just it's hard with a dog that smart it is it is it's not easy because like i said they'll they'll out they'll outsmart you yeah like x like x you know he he went through a big spell he still does it. you know you line him up with strange dogs he goes to ground mm-hmm. well i drive sucker to two hours up to bobby's never get him to growl driving two hours down to david blake's never get him to growl Driving two hours to a thirty dollar hunt up in uh, Princeton, Indiana, never get him to grow. Load him up, take him to a sixty five hundred dollar hunt, and he try to kill three when you cut him loose. <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, he's, he's smarter than he knows. He's yeah. just smart. That's all I can say about it. He's smarter than me. How hard? Because I've tried to simulate a cast situation. Absolutely, That's and what you, we just, do. you just you just. When they're when they're smart as X and they're smart as some of these dogs that I'm hunting, they don't. Some dogs thrive in a cast situation. Rain, for right. instance, is way better in a cast than she is by herself. Yeah, you know, Trader was that way. He was way better in a cast than he was by himself, and yeah. he was like that, you know, throughout his life. But some most of them aren't like that, and they can yeah. tell. I don't care how much I try to simulate a cast situation, they can tell. Absolutely, that's what I just. That's that's right. They can. He just knows, man. I yeah. mean, he just knows. And I've even went as far as going in, you know, because I've took them over to the clubhouse and tied him out when they're having a $30 hunt. Yep. Tie him out, go in there and sit down, and it's like he knows, man. He's like, you know, you're not tricking me, man. You know, this ain't, you know, you think you're smart, but you're not. I'm smarter. <laughs> yeah. I'm smarter than me. Yeah. I'm smarter. And that's not a good combination. you got to kind of be smarter than your dog, uh, uh, with this line here, I don't think I am, but uh, I'm learning them. I, yeah. I'm learning. And I, like I said, the, I think it's more with the males. I agree. A lot of that line right there, man, there's, they're cocky, boy. I mean, God, they cocky. Yep. Uh, a lot of X's, and, they, and it's going through X2 into his pups. Uh, they, I hear stories, them old boys, and they, they think it's funny, but I tell them, uh, man, you don't know what you create. You right. need to stop it right now. Because Bobby told me when I had X, he said, man, you better get that under control. I'm just leading him around. He yeah. said, you better get that under control. Well, I look down there and think, well, he leads fine. I don't even have to have a lead. What I need to get under control? That tail's up over his back, and his ears is pent. Yep. And he's smelling the air, and he's pissing everywhere that this male dog has been around. That's the time, to, I think, that you need to stop it. But yeah. That I'm done with males, so I'm not even going to attempt to get into that um, experiment. Uh, I've got a female, and she don't piss behind everything, and she's happy as long as I'm happy. It seems like. Yep. And, and that's what I'm wanting. Uh, I'm wanting. I'm wanting that. I don't want what, all that. Uh, I know. Piss. I know with Bella. It was. It seems like with the females, unless they're in heat or they're coming off pups or their hormones are screwed up. Which is yep. which is about a month a year, two months a year. You know, they're they're screwed up about two months a year. 
But unless that's going on, they're the same all the time. Yeah, they're the same. They're the same dog. I don't care if they're two or they're eight or they're nine or they're, they're the same dog. Yeah, that's what I'm looking for. Yeah. What, uh, what female are you hunting right now? What do you got? A little female. She's just, she's a, she'll be a spring one year old. She's out of X and, uh, uh, Mojo's Mr. Green female, all star. She's yeah. silver. Yeah, I remember that dog. Just one that I raised and I've had her from a puppy and I just, some, I like her. She's real, she's got a lot of class. She's stylish. I mean, there's things about her I don't like. Uh, I don't know if she's going to have enough coon above her head to suit me, but, uh, some nights she does, and some nights she don't. And is she, she, is she looking to get treed? She is one that's looking to compete. Yep. yep. She's looking to compete. She's not out there just to be out there. She's right. Gonna, she's going to compete. And, and that's, you know, there you go again. I don't, you know, a competition hunter, that's what they want. But me as an old pleasure hunter, uh, you know, you can knock a couple of them trees that you made here out of the way, and we can just take them two that you had coons in. Yeah. What a man really wants. That's one of the one of the things I want to talk to you about. Is you hear uh, on Facebook or the internet or you know how it goes, meat dogs versus competition dogs. Now, one thing I loved about you, Jason, is you've always kept uh, kept me humble because <laughs> because when when we disagree about something, you let me know, and I've always said. That these competition dogs, these one I'm talking these elite level. I'm not talking these these dogs that make grand night and forty hunts, you know, or that that are all grand or that are out of good dogs and they're bred good or but they're not any. I'm talking about these dogs that are competing at these pro classics. That these are good. These are good meat dogs too. Oh, absolutely. Okay. Yeah. Because I didn't know this may have been one of them situations where me and you disagree, and then you're going you're going to bang my head against the wall. So I wanted to know. <laughs> before, before I give my opinion, you know, I don't want anybody lead me down there like they did Jesus and putting him on the cross and crucifying. <laughs> it's my opinion. It don't mean that I'm right. You know, mm-hmm. I, I'm my opinions. Don't take that and be like, well, Jason Darty said that. Don't mean nothing. Right. You know, just I said it, but. I believe that they're absolutely the ones you're talking about there uh, yeah. are great meat dogs. Now, would a man want to walk behind shot through the world as a pleasure hunter? I wouldn't. Right. I wouldn't want to walk behind him. I would want me something more like your greatest dog that you've ever been with, Big Country. Right. Something that's going to go out there and tree coons out around me yeah. uh, as a pleasure hunter. Uh, now, I think that there's dogs that ain't had that opportunity that can compete with them dogs. Yeah. There's no doubt in my mind that there's not men that coon hunt that have dogs that can compete. But there's probably, them dogs probably need some tune for some fine tuning done for the format of the rules and how it works. Yeah. Because the way to win is to tree coons fast. You've got to tree coons fast in order to win most of the time. To, to win consistently, you've got to tree coons and trim fast. Where uh, does where does independence come into that? Because I know me and you are in the same boat as far as 
I, now, I don't mind a dog to back out of the truck. And you mentioned earlier, you know, these dogs that are in these bigger events, and you're talking about the final four of the Nationals or final three of the Nationals. But I don't mind a dog to back out of the truck. I don't mind a dog that backs on a track that he started and, and another dog's running with him or something like that. I don't mind that. But if a dog's treed and I'm recutting my dog and it goes into that dog, even I don't care if I'm pleasure hunting behind the house for fun with two 10-year-old dogs that have done all kinds of winning. I'm mad, and I'm angry, and it ruins my night. Yeah, me and Zach Burden, we was in a cast. Me, Zach, my daddy. We was in a cast, a UKC hunt, and I was hunting this little female here. And uh, I'm sure if somebody hear this and get mad and won't bar me, but whatever. <laughs> I don't care. Uh, I'm going to work on my dog regardless. I don't care what kind of hunt I'm in. But right. When the opportunity arises for me to do something I need to do, I'm going to do it. I don't care who's around, Roger Dale, uh, Allen, whoever. Don't yep. care. It don't bother me no more about all that. I'm trying to make a dog that suits me. And my opinion on this has changed over the years. Mm-hmm. Used, I did not want my dog there for no reason. If I don't make, if I did not make the tree, I did not want to be there. Now as I've gotten older, and I see that what it takes to really win is you've got to have a dog that's got coon on its mind, not dogs, not you, not deers, not fox. It's got to have coon yep. on its mind. So I'm a lot like you. Out of the truck right here, Wayne, we treat this coon? Yes. If I can't treat it, I'd love to have 75 of it. I'd like to have 50. When yep. we start getting in there to the quarter. That's I'm a little thinking, much. I'm thinking maybe you might be a little bit too slow on a track. You need to be on over there trying to get your own tree yeah. if we're, we're down there to do that. But I'd love to have that. If we cut them off that, I don't want none of it. In this hunt here, this had happened. We had cut right off of it. We led out through there, and we've got a dog at large working. This dog at large is just right out here, 50 yards. You can hear in the, in the leaves. We got the six of working, eight, whatever it is. I don't mm-hmm. even know what you six around here because we all know that rule. So, you know, we're working. We make our own rules up around here. Uh, <laughs> it, the six is working. Uh, when, the, when that dog barked, that dog was locating. When it barked, when it opened, it was locating. So when I pop mine off that lead strap, that is not a place for her to go. Right. My, my, and that's why I want mine. That is not a place to go. Now, if she was already at large and that dog opened, I can understand. But from my strap, you've got your mind on that dog. Yep. I don't want to. I want your mind on raccoon. So when I popped, whenever I popped that snap, she went over there. I bumped her fat collar. Well, she ended up coming back to me, and I beat her, sent her on, whiffed Drew. Uh, I think Zach ended up winning that cast. Yep. But, uh, and, he, and he told me, he said, well, why didn't you want her to go over there? When I explained to him, and that was his difference opinion. He said he would have let his. Yeah. I told him, that's fine. You feed yours. You can let her go, him, her, whatever it is. That's fine. That's that's fine with me. Zach says, Zach says that fine, but I've drawn him and Bobby and Sean a bunch of times, I, and I, I ain't ever seen anything they're packing go to something that's locating yeah. around. <laughs> I, I, I know. They, they want me to ruin mine, and they better get better. <laughs> I, I know that old trick, but. He, he said that, and, and Zach, Zach's like me, man. Me and Zach have learned a lot together because we've trained so much alike. I mean, yeah. 
man I remember, I could tell you horror stories about OX and Topper, man. We yeah. have them up. God, most them old dogs lived a rough life. They went through things they shouldn't have went through. Yeah. To get to where they are. We both realized we messed up, done some things we shouldn't have done, and different things now. But Zach kind of, he kind of wants his to get in there because we've lost a lot of hunts by being over there all by our lonesome too. Yep. You know? You uh, dang right. Where if uh, we had one that would suck in there for 50, we would have been a winner. Yep. We just, it's a it's a double-edged sword, man. You live by it, you die by it. It's, I think, Jason, that me and you are in the same boat, and Jed may not want to hear this too because I handle for him, but I've never wanted to win bad enough to hunt a dog that doesn't suit me. Right. You know, I, if a dog covers for 50 or 25, 50 sometimes, you know, not a big deal. Uh, yeah, like you I, said earlier, 25 is a little much. It's been a minute, you know, maybe maybe right. don't go in there. Right. But And that's one reason that I, I do hunt some of Jed's stuff is they kind of suit me, you know, and not just because me and Jed are friends or he pays the entries or whatever, but, you know, Rain suits me and Bella suited me because they didn't do that stuff very often. And right. so I never wanted to win bad enough to get a dog that just because it, it'll win, you know, that I'll hunt it. You know, you right. are you're kind of in that same boat, I assume. I've I've always been in that boat. Right. I had I had a sure enough winner. Um, probably the first dog I ever done any winning with was Eagle. Right. Um, Super Stakes. That dog, I don't know something about him, but could not tree a coon here at my house. But you hauled that sucker across that riverbank, and you could not beat him. Yeah. Uh, he was a sure enough winner, but I'm not. I've got. I got. I like to hunt. I hunt. You know. Up until this winter here, I hunted seven nights a week. Summer, winter, fall, it didn't matter. Uh, so when I go out there, I, I kind of like to enjoy what I'm hunting. And I'm not, winning does not, has never meant that much to me. Right. That that I had to have a dog that didn't suit me. Now, just because it don't suit me, don't make it a bad dog. I mean, right. it's not, you know, it's not a bad dog. And that's where a lot of people get confused with, you know, he had that dog up there. Uh, you know, Ashley Guthrie's a prime example. The man had several top dogs. Mm-hmm. And he would pay this money for these dogs where he would get them. And Ashley's kind of like a car you know, Well, he is a car salesman. Yeah. But he, he likes to drive a different car. Yeah. It didn't make dogs bad. Them dogs was pretty, pretty decent dogs. But just because... I had it and got rid of it. People look at it like, hey, something's wrong with that dog. Well, yeah, I mean, there's something wrong with all of them. But the big picture is that's a pretty good dog for me to even have. I'll tell you I, who, who's a prime example of that is Echo. Echo. Look at, yeah. And I mean, I ain't taking nothing away from, uh, what was his, what's his name? I it was Cable, Cable is, who's as good a dog man yeah. as there is on the planet, just couldn't get along with Doug, that dog. Doug, Doug, Doug. Doug Jackson had him, yeah. and uh, and then Cable got him. And yep. Him and Cable didn't. Him and Cable just didn't see eye to eye. Right. Uh, I guess because uh, he taught him around some, and never really could do with it what he. But Cable's also been, you know, that's what I'm. I think I'm got into that the same thing as Cable's been hunting his line of dogs right for so long now, and I can tell you from messing with outside dogs. What works with my line of dogs 
don't work with all them dogs. Yeah. So I think Kev, Kevin pretty much suited for his line of dog because that's what he gets the most out of. Yep. Is his his dogs. He does. He's done great with them. Uh, I, me and Bobby and them talk about him all the time. How good he's done with his dog is and, and, hunting them and promoting. Yep. He done. But Echo and him just didn't see eye to eye. And Scott gets him, and I don't know Scott. I mean, I guess Scott knows that line of dog a little bit. He's doing great now. He's back on top. Yeah, that's just another example of of the hot dog right now. Yeah, that's just a dog that needed a change of pace. And it's it's no knock on Kevin because Kevin, I I guarantee you, Cable's going to come back with another great dog. He, you know, he's had, you know, how many good dogs, you know, it ain't like he's a bad dog, man. It's just that some dogs and some handlers just don't see eye to eye and don't get along. That's a fact. I mean, look, at I'm, I'm going to use Zach. Zach, mm-hmm. Zach, Zach and Topper just could not get on the same page. Yeah. Uh, and even though Zach trained him, uh, I think a lot of it had to do with that. Yeah. And Bob, Bobby gets him. Bobby does. It's the, really the same things, but in a different kind of way. And got him up and rolling. Uh, that's just that's just how it is. Uh, yeah. Don't don't look at the, the dog. Don't the dog. There's so much that goes along with a dog, man. It's just God. It's crazy. Uh, Bobby told me that I don't know. You know, I'm just going by what Bobby told me. But he told me if anybody else had X, he would have never done what he done. Yeah. Uh, a lot can be said about that with X Junior. Uh, Eldon Prettyman started him before Jess got him. And that was a a dog that started slow and he was slow to come around and Eldon just kept putting the time in him. And next thing you know, you got a, you know, a world champion, you know, and if that would have, if that dog would have started at my house or my brother's house or Jed Finley's house, or maybe even Jason Doherty's house, he never would have been what he was. Right. And what do you, we're talking about. And, you know, we talked about Cable, and we've we've talked about Zach and Sean and, and Bobby and them. And one of the things I wanted to touch on you about is we hear so much, especially now, you know, about pro handlers, about these guys are, are doing this and doing that, and they got money behind them, and they've got this and that. But me and you have been around this long enough, and you're friends with the Burdens, uh, I, your I'm friend, friend you're friends with a, all of them. Yeah, I'm quite. A, I'm friends with a, quite a few. Uh, right. That make out of this, you know. And what do and pe- what people don't understand? We talked about this in the episode me and you recorded where the audio was messed up. But what people don't understand is how hard these guys work and how they're how they are masters of their craft is why they get to this point. And so, I mean, just hunting with the burdens. Uh, what do you see out of these guys that people don't understand? Well, I think that it don't, this ain't even got to do with coon hunting. This is whatever you want. This is anything in life. Whatever that you're putting your mind, your heart, your soul into is going to pay off in the, mm-hmm. eventually. Bobby Burden has hunted long before money ever come in. But when they was having night hunts, for trophies over there at the uh, Butler County Coon Club, and he was just knee tall. Yeah. He still he still ain't no taller. But he, <laughs> when he, he, um, he was hunting, and the man hunted seven, like I said, six, seven nights a week 
for nothing, for nothing other than the love of doing it. So I'm a firm believer that whatever you do like that, put your heart, mind, and soul into, and if you're doing it for the right reasons, the Lord's going to bless you. That's what has happened to Bobby Burton because nobody can get as lucky and meet somebody like Terry Yoder. Yeah. Terry is a very he he's got a good heart. He you bet. he knows so for Bobby to get into that situation had to come from above, in my eyes. Uh Yoder uh, somebody that you know, he knew that it's like with the horses and Chris. Uh, he's in the horses, too. Mm-hmm. Oprah wants the best of whatever it is. You know, Chris is the best horseman. Bobby's probably on the top of the line, best dog man. Yep. That's what Yoder wanted. So Yoder went and found that. It worked out for Bobby, too, because Bobby is now making a living out of doing what he did for free all of his life. And now he's finally to the point where he can make some money doing it. Yep. Uh, it's, it's a blessing to have that. Uh, not everybody gets that, but I do believe that, you know, those that sitting around, I see a lot of times on Facebook. You know, I, I try not to pay a whole lot of attention to Facebook because I'm not, you can't pay no attention to me on Facebook. <laughs> I, I try to see people that get what I call a little jealous of their heart and yep. they get to about how they've got it made. How, you know, and when they say they, I'm picturing Bobby and Zach and Sean and David Blake. And, you know, the guys that I know close, how they've yeah. got it made. They don't see them out there busting ass buckets, they, you know, in the dead of winter. They don't see these dogs that don't make it, that yeah. they put all the time into. They don't, they don't see that. They don't see all these. They don't see these 2 o'clock in the mornings with the 10 degrees and them sliding down their hind ends and them hills and hollers to get to that dog. Yep. There's so much that they don't see, but they saying how they've got it made, you know, yep. and, and they do have it made because they're doing something that they love to do, but anybody can do that. That's not just Bobby or Sean or Zach or Blake or Kevin or Scott or Maynard. Anybody can do what these guys are doing, but you've got to be, you've got to put your heart, soul, and mind into it when you're doing it. Yep. If you do that, you're going to get paid. It's going to pay off. Uh, and like, like you said, that goes for all of life. All of it. And I've been, and don't get me wrong, Jason, I've just been, I've been just as guilty of it. You know, when I'm over here digging holes in the ground, like I did on my last job, you know, years, a couple of years ago, and I'm over here running a shovel, putting telephone. And what people don't understand is I liked it. Right. But uh, I would see somebody who's coon hunting for a living, and I would, I would make a snide remark, you know, Absolutely. every now and then. That's our human nature. To yeah, it is. It is. But, at, you know, there's a lot of times I look at Zach and think, Man, you're so lucky. Yeah. And, but, you know, like when Bob, see, you know, with Zach, you know, and Zach's a hard worker, man. I mean, he, that is a pure-hearted kid. I've always liked Zach, and I've always got, what, I've got along with all the burdens. I mean, the burdens have always got along really great, and I've always appreciated their work ethic. Yes, but, you know, as good as I do, times has changed yep. from when we were kids. Amen. Zach, different kind of time to where Zach, 
could have definitely went down a wrong road. Zach is more like us. He's yeah. got the old ways in him. So, but I, I, back to, I look at him sometimes and think, man, how lucky, man. Because it's like what his daddy done so much work. And Sean, his, his daddy and Sean yeah. built empire around that boy. And that boy didn't have to go through the things that I went through. And sometimes I get, you know, me as a human, I'll get jealous at that. And I'll think, well, he didn't have to go. He didn't yep. have to sit over the crack house and smoke crack pipes to learn his lesson. <laughs> you know, just, right. you know, That's right. That's right. right there, and it ain't got nothing to do with Zach. I love him. I love him. He's like a brother. I mean, he's, he's like a brother to me. But I get mad at him because he didn't have to go through the mud to get to where he's going. Yeah. As much as his daddy and Sean and all the rest of them. But that's just human nature for us to do that. So when we see, but we don't see the hard work that Zach, we don't see that Bobby's got him down there working him like a Hebrew slave. Yep. Uh, you know, we don't see that. We don't see that, you know, his daddy is on to him every time he turns around about the way he's doing his dog. We, we don't, we don't see them things when we're looking on Facebook. Right. On, on, if look on Facebook, we think in everybody's life is just, man, this is just sunshine and rainbows and glitter and snow and gold pots, and, you know, and it's not like that. Everybody on there has things going on in their life and they have went through to get to where they're at yep. that, you know, that we shouldn't do that. But it's human nature to do it. I do it. I think everybody does it. My sayings have always been everybody has their struggles. Absolutely. And, and no matter, I don't care if it's a, a billionaire Mark Cuban or I, if it's a, I, the lowest man that you see panhandling on the edge of the street, you know, at a stoplight. You know, I, everybody has their struggles. Absolutely. And I talk to them guys like like Yoder, you know, because I can't wrap my mind around a man. I can't either. No, I can't either. $20 a weekend like it is nothing. Mm -hmm. Like Nothing. Grinning ear to ear. Win, lose, or draw. Happy as can be. I want that in my life. So yep. I talk to that man. I call him and ask him, how do you get there? How did how did, how did did you get to that spot? Yep. That man left Michigan with nothing. Yep. He didn't have nothing. He was like, just like me, you, anybody else, nothing. And built that empire because that's what he wanted. Yep. That's what he set his mind to do. And he worked it with his hands up until he got it up long enough that he could work it with his mind. And, and then that's what he's, he's done. And then he, like I said, a very given man. He shares his, he wants to share his happiness. Now, one thing he don't like about, he ain't told me this, but I know by being around him. He's a very positive-minded man. Any kind of negative stuff, he don't want to be around it. Yep. So listening to me talk about dogs, he don't really like. Right. You know, but other than that, I mean, gosh, mercy. I mean, I just can't, I can't imagine ever being there in my lifetime. You know, I can't see it either. And just like you, I've been around people, you know, you take what, like I've said on the truth and like I, we've, we've done on this podcast and this all started, Jason, when you think about it with you, you were one of the first episodes with shower shoes and a Bible. If anybody hasn't listened yeah. to that, they need to go back and listen to it. And what we try to do is explain that, you know, we all came from, and 
don't get me wrong, I've got a great life now. I've got no complaints. You know, I've got right. a good I've got a good job. I've got plenty of money. I've got uh, a guy that that pays me to go to hunts that that I enjoy competing in and I've got, you know, I, I ain't going to say good dogs cuz just like you, I don't like bragging on a dog. They're just right. dogs, but you know, right. I've got all these blessings in life and and people see that and they think, "Well, that's just a money guy or that's just this or that's just that." And we all started you know, you talked about Yoder and, and, and Sean and Bobby and all these guys. And, you know, we can go through a whole list of people that have started from super, super humble beginnings, me and you included, right. and right. have got to this point. And nobody wants to give credit for the work. They all just want to, uh, they all just, and like you said, that's human nature. They, yeah. They want to judge us for where we're at like it was given to us. Right. Yeah. And it's not, you should not do that. I mean, I, I mean, like I said, I do it. I've, I've caught myself doing it. I've done it. I've done but it I as well. Good. I should not be that way. Nobody should be that way. Right. Uh, you know, until you walked in their shoes, you, you really probably shouldn't really judge what they are or how they got it. Or we're, we're really in the, in the, in the end, what's it matter? You know, you're, you're, when, when I catch myself doing that, I make myself miserable. Yep. Through their greatness, you know. Why do I want to do that? Why do I want to focus on myself and what makes me happy and not worry about what Josh does or yep. Bobby does or, you know, anybody else does? If a backing dog, if my dog backing yours makes me happy, why do I care what you think about my dog? Are you jealous? Yeah. Are you jealous about them guys that got, because I am, they got three or four red bones or whatever and, and they, they finally tree a coon one night, and they take a picture with this coon on Facebook with six or seven dogs and say, man, the old dogs did good tonight, and we got a couple of coons and stuff, you know, and they're all happy. Are you jealous of those people? I, I, I am. I mean, I'm a jealous. I've got jealous tendencies. I mean, yep. I'm jealous. Of, I'm jealous of Zach. I'm jealous, you know, I'm jealous right. of Bud. You know, he's got a better pup than I've got. Uh, I'm jealous of every, everything and everybody. I think that's just a, a human nature, but... We shouldn't be that way. No, that's right. Like I said, with the with people, I shouldn't even be jealous of. I am. You know, I'm just. It's just that's human nature. I think it's something we all need to work on. I have really been trying to work on it here in the last six months. So, you know, I just want my happiness. I think I'm getting a little away from the jealous and a little bit more greedy, where I'm want to focus more on me and less on everybody else yeah like a coon hunter does i i i uh equate human emotions with dogs you know and as we mature and i just think age brings you know some of this enlightenment like me and you are getting right now <laughs> yeah absolutely age helps helps it a whole lot but i can tell you one thing if you're young and you're out there listening don't wait around till you're my age because right. a lot of you wanted to do or could have done or should be doing it's harder to do when you got a little age and long in the tooth amen uh, man it's hard to uh, walk in there and do to them dogs what needs to be done now than it was then uh, yeah. but i think everything's got a timing and it's not our timing it's his uh wherever i think everything's already written i think we worry a little bit too much about what's going on and 
I think it's and it's not meant to be. I think everybody should live like Mr. Yoder does. I'm just happy about everything. Yeah. Uh, win, lose, or draw, or whatever. I don't know. It just—he's a special man. It's a special man, it really is. Uh, I think everybody's got a lot to learn from that fella. But uh. when you when you look at guys like Yoder and Ike Rainey and even the Stricklands and the Finleys and the and the Cole McVeighs and the Joe Mannings and the guys that that are paying these entries and that are hiring these handlers and that are doing these things, do you think that's because I know. Personally, for me, I think that's good for the sport, you know, all this money in it. Do you agree? Well, here's where I'm going to make a lot of people mad, but I can't help it. That's who I am. Yeah. There's good and bad people in this world in any sport. Coon hunting's one of them. Some of them people, in my opinion, should be breathing air. Then you get the ones like I'm talking about that's pure at the heart and the things they're doing, they're doing it for the right reasons. Mm-hmm. That's good for the sport. But when you got somebody that's doing it for the wrong reasons, that's bad for the sport. It's not up to me to really judge. I do. Like I said, I said here, I, I said, just sit there and told you, I get jealous over my own brother's act, you know. Yeah. But I, I just I think that if they're doing it out of their pureness of their heart, then yes, it's good, good for the sport. But if they're doing it out of their own, for their own gain, then no, I don't think it is. But anytime you can bring money into something, helps build it. You know, it takes money to build anything. Yeah. Uh, I had I had a dog kennel that was uh, that I had one I won't build. You know, whenever they give me a quote on that, you know, I can't do that without money. It right. takes money to do that. And it's the same way with, with the hunts where we want our hunts. I think a lot of people, me, I'm going to speak for my own terms. I'd like to be able to sit down here and turn on ESPN and see the $100,000 hunt in Mississippi. Amen. Us talking about Z, wipe out Z. You know, coming into this hunt favored uh, one to four like they do on horse race. Yep. Uh, I like to hear about the handlers and the trainers and the owners just like they do on everything you see on Sports Center. I would like for us to be able to sit down and go over those numbers. You know, there, to me, there's no reason why they should not be doing that already. Yep. And in order to get to that point, there's got to be some money involved. And I think that people get some people don't want it to get to that point. No, you but, hear you hear money's the ruination of the sport a lot. Yes. And like I like you just said, you know, I disagree. Uh I talked I was a guest on a podcast on Coon Hunting University and, and I talked about that and I said that uh you know, money is important and we can mainstream the sport. Yes. You know, this is something that could be mainstream. Absolutely. Uh, I mean, we've sat around, we've talked about it and, and pro sport, pro sport did a little bit of it and they've done a great job. 
they did it. They did a great job with what they had to work with. Yeah. But there's no organizations better than the two that has been doing it for years. I agree. UKC and PKC. PKC, if Roger Dale wanted to, he could open the lines, and they've done a lot of it with this hundred thousand dollar hunt. But it could. I've just. This is my visions of sitting down at the sports center that broadcasts Skip Bayless and uh, what's the other guy's name? Uh, Stephen A. Stephen A. Yeah. You know, we can sit down there and we can argue facts with these yeah. dogs. PKC has every scorecard that this dog has ever had been in. They know how many casts he's been in. How many first strike points has this dog toted? Yeah. How many first second trees he's made and you know me and you could sit down there and we could argue for days yep. about you know who's gonna win this hunt that's what i want to see him watch uh it's it's better than watching everything else that's going on in this world to me i but agree and you know we, i think i've got on to i've got on to this on on this podcast i've had shane Patton on the podcast too and i've got on to pkc about growth and about the things we could do and how we could do more you know and that's that's just one of the examples and the sad thing is i think that ukc with alan and trevor and them guys they do more as far as that goes you know on 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 the promotion side than pkc does and i think it could be the opposite because pkc is just making so much they're making so much money you know people people are making money hunting pkc absolutely and and they and they've got you know where UKC don't really have I don't know you know if a hunter knows when you go to UKC the scorecards stay at the club they you yeah. don't even got to sit back the yeah. PKC you got to send that scorecard in yep so they know I mean the girls over at PKC I, I live here by them I go over there I see the work they do they do hard work everything man there's I mean they can tell you. If this dog bred a dog and how many pups were that pup went, who's got it? Mm-hmm. Uh, everything about a dog and the scores and how many hunts he's been in and his winning percentage, uh, all that. They've got it. They've got it to do. But yeah. like I said, with the money, now I hope Roger just don't make Roger mad, but it is what it is. I, and it's not it's personal. A, we love Roger Dale and we love Shane and we love all the love girls at the office, et cetera. Absolutely. This is nothing personal against anybody, but this is just like I said, my opinion. Yeah. Roger's making his money. Why would you want to do any more? You know, this is how I look at it. If a man pays me to dig a three foot hole out here, why would I dig it for? Right. Why would I do that? You know, because, you know, as long as he's making his money, he's going to be happy. But there is a, there is a big opportunity right here for someone to come in. And, and it might not even have to be with Roger. Maybe an outside source that would come in and buy them rights and, and to come up with this information and do these broadcasts beforehand yep. and stuff. Because I think it's something that a lot of people would watch. Even oh, people I agree. That, even people that don't coon hunt would get into this because just sitting here listening to me and you argue back and forth about who's going to win, Z or Topper, you know, yep. would, would be enough to bring them in. And, you know, but, like I talked before, we're on, and people say coon hunting's a dying sport, and you hear this, oh, it ain't like, it's different, don't get me wrong, it's different, but we are in, in my opinion, we are in the golden age of raccoon hunting. 
this generation here will be what sets forth the forefathers of the future. Right. You can believe, you can believe that. Yep. It has changed what little bit of time I've been in. Ten years here, it has went from who's going to win the thirty dollar hunt Friday night to who's going to win the sixty five hundred dollar hunt yep. Friday night. And not and a very a, long. It's short time. And very short time. But here's the downfall to that where I think if you don't do what we've just sat here and talked about, then it's going to get, because when I'm talking about covering, I'm talking about covering. Yep. Pro, uh, the college league, you know, all the way down to your, your high school deal where, you know, your high school would be your $30 hunts. Your uh, yep. college league would be your, you know, $500 to $6,500 uh, pro classics. And then your major league would be your $100,000 hunt. Yep. You've cover them all. You've got to make them all feel good about what they're doing. You know, that's what they want. People want you to talk about them so they feel good. Yep. It ain't as much about the money, especially to your, your yokes. You think $100,000, I mean, it'd be great to Yoder, don't get me wrong, but you think it's going to make or break him? Lord no, man. That man's got millions. It's the the thrill of the win and the, the competition and the people talking about them. And that's yeah. what they want. Exactly. They want. So as an organization like PKC, I think sooner or later you're gonna have to give it to them. Yep. That's my opinion, but I don't know. But, and yeah. even the little you to talk about them, uh, you know, if they can get a dog and and it get on that sports center there it get mentioned oh man that'll brighten their day make them make them smile ear to ear yeah you look at just the social media and the outlets that we have now when i started this when i started listening to houndsman xp uh with chris powell a couple years ago you know we were you know, I, I mean, it, don't get me wrong. Houndsman XP is a huge podcast and it's a big deal. But now all of a sudden there are, you know, four, five, six coon hunting podcasts. There's YouTube channels. There's all kinds of social media exposure. There's all these things that have come on in the last, I want to say, 10 to 12 months. And yep. we have a chance right now to grasp all of that into and to maybe expand on it and, and become all of a sudden that, you know, here's, here's a local news channel and then there's a national news channel. And then there's, there's all these things where, where we're on the forefront instead of on the back burner. Absolutely. And, and I, I will say this too. I mean, it speaks highly of, of you, you know, I ain't saying this cause we're on going to be broadcasting. So don't right. get all, all, don't get all. <laughs> don't worry, Jason. You always keep me humble. All, don't worry. Don't get all soft on me and get <laughs> But it speaks highly of you and I, I can't I apologize to him because I don't know, but I know his broadcast is a, a university, Coon Hunting University. Yeah. Uh for you to get on his and for y'all to talk and there not be no you know, because most of the time, you know, in the coon hunting world There's some jealousy dog, and animosity. There's jealousy and yep. animosity. Y'all to sit down and come together like that. I think that speaks highly of y'all as people. Yeah, uh, it's very nice and good. I mean, when I heard that, what God meant to tell you, but that's very good of y'all to be able to sit and do that because 
you know, you would think that y'all would be competitors, right? You know, but for y'all to do that speaks highly of y'all, and, and that's what we need in this this sport. Moody put something on Facebook earlier about the difference between the UKC, UKC and PKC. I've seen PKC, that, and man, that's something that it's not got to do with the registry, in my opinion. It's just us as as hunters, we've got to be able to respect what you like and what I like and leave it at that. Right. And 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 know that the the, the main thing is what we're doing. Yeah. Because yeah. you let something happen in this world and there in this it you know, heaven forbid something ever happened to me or in my family. But I think if something happened to me, I think my family would be took care of. Right. Through my brothers in the coonhound world because i've sat and watched it so many times but it's like we've got to have something bad to happen in order for us all to come together yeah. and we shouldn't should not be that way i agree and and we talk about that jason and i've spoken before about you know the people i've met you know if it weren't for these coon dogs and just some sorry old walker dogs that that tree a few coons you know, I wouldn't have met a Jason Doherty, and I wouldn't have met my brother Jed Finley, That's and right. and I wouldn't have met all these people that have done. Uh, you talk about my boss and owner of Joy Dog Food, Wade Grashwitz, uh, you know, who's given me a fine living, and and I appreciate it. it. You know, I never would have done any of this if it wasn't for these just sorry old coon dogs and people people. Nope. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, Absolutely. it's just, it's just one of those things that, that it's, it's life changing if you dedicate yourself to it. Absolutely. You've got to dedicate yourself to it. And, and to be honest with you, I've not found that, that yet. I, yeah. I mean, I get wrong. I have a, I'm, I'm blessed to be where I'm at because I come from such a low place, but I have not found that where I fit in really here in this sport. It's not, I don't really believe it's to compete. I don't, because I don't really have that in me no more. Right. But there's, I know there's a place for me here in this sport. I've just got to land in it. You know, it, it might not, it might be bigger than the hunting. I don't know, but, but everybody's got a spot. And whenever you get, whenever you find that spot, it, I, it really is. I love that you said that, Jason, because and I've said before on this podcast, I'm not a top handler. Right. Yes, I've competed in some pro classics, and I've won. And, you know, I like to think that I know dogs and things like that, but I'm that's that's not where I fit in. I'm not a Dustin Weed. Right. You know, I'm not a Michael Ward. I'm not, you know, these guys that are, that are winning these huge amounts of money every year. That's not me. Right. But I found my place with uh, a Joy Dog Food. I found my faith place with this podcast i found my place with training young dogs and things like that and so right. there's a place for everybody if we all get along and we all all make this work absolutely absolutely and it's a blessing when you find it but it, it, everybody every one of us found our place in it through a daggone sorry dog right i mean that is and you know so we you know we all started at the same place. Jason, that is uh, as well a spoken word as I can expect. And I had a few other things, but 
I want to stop it right there because that is as good as it gets. And uh, I appreciate you coming on. You're our first uh, return guest, other than the Circle yep. Points episode with Finley. And you guys are both national champions. You're in the you're in the same spot as Finley. <laughs> but no, uh, no, I can I can still kill an elk or a mule deer. I, I, <laughs> I, I, I don't need to three months of my life looking for one there you go i hope y'all have a good one you and jed and joy and uh, this podcast anytime y'all want to talk give me a holler i'm all about talking about a dog we're gonna do it again jason because as always there's a million things i want to get with with you and this is called the truth and you always speak it and so you're gonna be one of our regular guests whether you like it or not all right buddy all right, Jason, take care. I appreciate you joining us. And as always, this is Josh Michaelis with The Truth on the Houndsman XP Podcast Network. And that's going to do it for this episode of The Truth on the Houndsman XP Podcast Network. We really appreciate you tuning in. Make sure you go over to Apple iTunes and leave us a review. Just a couple lines. Tell us what you like about the show. And make sure you're sharing it with your friends. Also, check out our friends over at Dogs Are Treat at dogsartreat.com. You can pick up all your Houndsman XP gear there. You can also get their premium tie-outs, leashes. Paws are protected. Dogs are hydrated. The highest quality gear in the industry. Designed by Houndsman for Houndsman. Talk to you next week. Thank you. We appreciate you.